So we're talking about this really important series called How to Neighbor. Now, if you were with us last week, we talked about the Good Samaritan and how your neighbor is someone who's near you, someone in need, someone who's different than you. And I'm excited today to talk with you about loving the lonely. Here at the Underground, we want to see the lonely loved which is really interesting to me when you look at the Bible, because when God created the world, he said, it's good. Over and over and over again, God said, this is good. This is good. This is good. Until God looked at Adam all by himself, and God said, you know what? It's not good that man be alone. Everything else was good, But the very first thing that God said was not good was when he looked at man and said, it's not good that you're alone. People shouldn't be alone. So what is loneliness? You see, a lot of times we think that someone must be alone to feel lonely. But the reality is that you can be with a lot of people and yet feel very, very alone. You can sit in a crowded church building and feel lonely. You can be stuck at home and feel lonely. You can be at work with lots of people around doing something you really enjoy and still feel plagued with the sense of longing for something more, still be lonely. Maybe before the pandemic, you'd be at the halls at school surrounded by people. Yet if you don't feel that you can be open with someone and there's no one that you can really trust, what do you feel? You feel desperately lonely. If you're in a family, sometimes you still feel lonely. You feel that you don't have anyone to open up to. And when we don't have people around that we care about and care about us, we're lacking in intimacy, the connections that make life meaningful. You may have people all around you but you don't feel like people care about you. You may have people all around you, but you don't feel like you can open up to people. You may feel like you've got people all around you, but none that you can really trust. No one who really cares about you. You can be a crowd, and yet what do you experience? The same thing so many others do, this nagging sense of loneliness. So how do we love the lonely? There's a lot of ways that we can do that. We're going to look at three today, probably the most common that Jesus himself employed. The first way that we're going to love the lonely is with touch. I want you to look at this amazing passage of scripture, Matthew 8, verse 2. The Bible says that a man with leprosy came and knelt before Jesus and looked at what he says. Lord, if you're willing. I love that it's a it's a it's a question. It's like a statement. He he didn't have a question that God could do it. He just knew whether or not Jesus would do it. So he said, Jesus, will you, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Now, we don't know a lot about leprosy today. 
in in common culture because it's not super common but it was common in the time of the bible and in fact lots of old testament rules were written about it of all the things you could do if you're a leper or not a leper but it starts with like aches and pains and joint fatigue and, and and within 10 years they die and in the midst of those 10 years they're just miserable like their body practically decomposes and, and this guy's in jesus personal space with one of the most contagious diseases there is and he says lord if you're willing you can make me clean and so what does jesus do in verse 3 jesus reached out and touched him he reached out and touched him and he says i am willing be clean immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy so none of us are god but just imagine with me for a minute this guy's kneeling before you what are we gonna do go grab some hand sanitizer right like i'll, I'll pray for you but you stay out there right uh but but in all four gospels we find examples of jesus healing people with touch and so what I think might be happening here is that Jesus wanted us to see that beyond the disease was loneliness, a life of rejection that could only be healed with human touch, a loving touch, a loving hug, underground. This is who we're going to be. We're not going to violate people's personal space, but when someone wants a hug, they should get a hug because we love people with touch. Now, secondly, we love people by listening there's this thing most people don't listen with the intent to understand right they listen with the intent to respond or reply i'm nodding my head as though i know exactly what you're talking about but really i'm thinking of my witty comeback right like i want to i want to drop a zinger and really really make sure you know how smart i am and so people they need to be loved by listening and Jesus was a great listener there's this amazing story but we gotta we gotta we gotta understand what happened so right after Jesus is crucified there's two men walking down the street and no one knew yet that Jesus had risen the two men had put their entire hope on this idea that Jesus was gonna save their country he was gonna be their earthly king he was gonna he was gonna kick the invaders out the colonizers he was gonna get them out of there and and the people were gonna were gonna rise up and take back control of their country and, and jesus was gonna lead this all and, and then he dies and they're just they're depressed they're upset they they feel like they've they they invested all these years all this time in a false hope and so in luke 24 verse 17 jesus walks up alongside him and he says hey what are you talking about and they stood there still faces sad one of them says are you the only one in jerusalem who doesn't know what just happened now jesus easily could have said dude it's me i'm alive you're all right he could have totally made the guy's day but he didn't do that all he had to do was say relax i'm here what does he do though he starts with a question what things he asked so instead he just says what what things happen what's what's going on i, I think jesus was modeling us 
modeling for us that sometimes people don't need a solution. They need, they need a chance to talk about what they're going through. That in the midst of my discontentment and my heartbreak, when someone cares enough to say, how can I pray for you? Tell me your story. So, so maybe later today you can walk up to someone and say, how are you? Really? Not just how are you, but how are you? Really? So that they know that you want to listen, that you want to hear them. They want to be heard. In these situations, there are people right now that the best way you could love them is to ask them an open-ended question and just listen. It's one of the greatest examples we can love people and Jesus modeled this for us. So we love people with touch, we love people by listening, and finally, we love people with time. Jesus had three and a half years of ministry and he got a lot crammed into that three and a half years. He was always on the move, always going somewhere, always going to heal someone, always preaching to a crowd, feeding the 5,000, always moving, always going somewhere, but never so busy that he couldn't be interrupted. One great story in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, Jesus is teaching in a town that he hadn't been up to at this point. He's in this enclosed house, and there's some people that are intent on every word coming out of his mouth. He's, he's, he's teaching. And there's some other folks in there who are not big fans, but, but here is Jesus in the middle of the crowd. And these four guys hear that Jesus is in their town. They recognize they have an opportunity for their friend who's been paralyzed to get healed. They go, they pick up their paralyzed friend, and they make their way over to the house. And they see how busy it is. There's no way these guys are getting their friend in. But you guys know this story from VBS a few years ago, some of you. What do they do? They climb up on the roof, they make a hole in the roof, and they drop their friend in. Can you imagine how distracting it would be to be in front of a room full of people while someone is digging a hole in the roof above you and dropping a person down in front of you? But that's what's happening here. They dig a hole, they lower the man in as Jesus is right in front of them. And what does he do? He stops. He looks at the man, he says, your sins are forgiven. Oh, and by the way, get up and walk. He heals him. The power of this is that sometimes we get interrupted. Whoever God puts in front of you is your neighbor. We talked about this last week with the Good Samaritan. If we all took care of our neighbor, the needs of our entire community would be met. When we're not too busy to take time for that kind of divine interruption, we love people by giving our time. So don't let the urgent crowd out the important. We love people. We love people with touch. We love the lonely with touch. We give the best hugs. We love by listening. We love by giving our time. Remember how we neighbor. Jesus said it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself.